Instead of talking about Devin Bush's unsettling Twitter account of late, we focus on Devin Bush's unsettled partner and inside linebacker. Oh, yeah. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. I am not of the mindset that we know who will start next to Devin Bush at inside linebacker. I know it seems to feel like a foregone conclusion that it'll be Robert Spillane. I don't believe that. I'm not saying Spillane won't. I'm saying that I don't believe that it's a foregone conclusion. You can have depth charts, uh, April and May and even June depth charts, and you can stick them right where Mike Tomlin often suggests to us reporters that we stick them because they don't really amount to anything. Once training camp gets going, once health is measured, and once performance is measured, I believe you're going to see Vinny put up the battle of a lifetime to be on that football field. He's not going to make a stink about it. That's not him. But let's start first with the football component, because that's obviously the one that's going to matter the most. I like Spillane. I'm not here to dump on him. I don't think he's any good in pass coverage, but then, you know, Vinny's not exactly going to be running around with somebody else's slot receiver either. He can maybe track a tight end, but he's, I believe, no better or worse than that at Spillane. So let's erase that. Let's just call that one a wash. Let's put them at the line of scrimmage. Let's put them within the context of run stopping at the line of scrimmage. Vinny's very good at it. I wouldn't call him great. We have seen occasions where he's been exposed. But for the most part, when it comes to run stopping, the other team's running back isn't making it back to Vinny. The main cog when it comes to stopping the run, as the Steelers learned painfully last year, is Tyson Alualu because when he was out, my goodness, were they getting gashed. But Vinny helps. Where does Vinny rate alongside Spillane when it comes to stopping the run? Well, I mean, we can all look back to that one mega-heroic goal line stop on Derrick Henry in Nashville uh, that could be heard probably across the country. I, I was in the press box, and I can tell you I heard it through enclosed glass. And I know that made him uh, the subject of a lot of legend-level admiration inside the locker room, not just from players but from the coaching staff. But it's one play. It was a great play, so it was his pick six. But it's sample-sized down to proportion. I would take Vinny when it comes to stopping the run. So our score, if you're keeping track, is 1-0-1 in Vinny's favor. The next one, to me, goes decisively to number 98, and that's getting to the quarterback. You don't have to do much digging to find out that 
Vinny's been one of the most effective inside linebackers in the NFL, never mind in a 3-4 setting, to get to the quarterback. He's run up significant sack totals, and he's done so consistently. That makes him a viable alternative threat that helps to minimize the damage wrought by Bud Dupree's absence. Because you can't just go and double up TJ and call it a day. You can't just say, well, we're not worried about this Alex Highsmith. We're just going to go over there and take care of take care of what. When the Steelers have legitimate threats to the quarterback coming from multiple different positions, notably the middle. And that's not even mentioning Stefan Tuitt, Cam Hayward, and Alualu in terms of getting to the backfield. All are capable in this regard. Vinny's actually more capable in that regard than Bush is. And what I fear is if Vinny's not on the field, and we've not seen that trait in any sort of numbers from Spillane, you'll lose that altogether. Oh, Vinny's got one other thing going for him, which I'll share right after this very brief message from our title sponsor. At Point Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. You know what Vinny's got that Spillane doesn't and what maybe no one else on this roster this season will or could have? Vinny's in a very, very foul mood. And I, for one, am here for it. I'm going to acknowledge at this stage a bias. Okay, Vinny's been... My guy for a while. I've spent a lot of time communicating with him through good times and bad, after wins and losses, through the toughest time any professional athlete could endure in seeing a teammate fall the way his best friend Ryan Shazier did on that awful night in Cincinnati. I feel like I've gotten to know Vinny as well as anybody on that roster over the past decade. Understand here, please, that Vinny was supposed to be paid $4 million to play football this coming season. And then understand that the Steelers said, no, we can't do that. Then he went into free agency and very, very quietly went through free agency, and then the next thing you knew... Only a reasonably short time later, he was signed again by the Steelers. He came home for a million dollars, one-fourth of his pay. He came back to Pittsburgh for one-fourth of his pay. When we met with Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert shortly before 
the NFL draft. This was the first face-to-face press conference we'd had in the pandemic era with anyone associated with the Steelers. So when Tomlin spoke about Vinny and did so, I should add, unsolicited, like nobody brought up the subject of Vinny and his contract or anything like that. Because normally you're not going to get a response from either of them to something like that. Tomlin seized the moment to say in the most Tomlin-esque authoritative style, Vince Williams is a Pittsburgh Steeler. And he said it to us as if we were like the guys in the locker room that he was trying to motivate. You know what I'm talking about? And it was a really powerful moment if you were in there because he didn't even need to elaborate. Tomlin didn't. He just threw that out there knowing that all of us knowing the business, knowing contracts, and knowing what had taken place would understand everything that he meant. Vinny probably sees that this is his last season. I don't know what happened with him on the open market. I don't know if teams weren't interested. I don't know if he was just holding on and wanted to see if Pittsburgh could somehow find an arrangement to bring him back. But I do know that, you know, you reach a certain point in your career where you accept, okay, this is it or this is close to it. This extraordinary personality is going to approach the 2021 season as if his life depends on it. And I am probably not even guilty of a little bit of hyperbole there. If you trust me on anything that I share with you on this show, trust me on my assessments of Vince Williams. He is not about to settle for being anyone's backup. Not Spillane, not anybody else. He's going to go out there to compete for the starting job. If he doesn't get on the field until the third quarter of the first preseason game, and it becomes clear as day that Spillane is being set up to be the starter, Vinny will still battle to be the starter. He will push Spillane. I believe he will surpass him. Again, if I'm biased, so be it. Just sharing what I think. I believe that your inside linebackers will beat Devin Bush and Vince Williams. When we come back, just one question. And that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. That's LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who filed for workers' comp, who need assistance with medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region. That's their credo. When they make you a promise, they're going to keep it for more than 80 years now. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. question comes from 
Eric, who asks, do you think Ben Roethlisberger will embrace the new offense slash offensive coordinator? My easy answer, Eric, and this would almost be ducking the question, which I promise I won't do, is that he has no choice. Matt Canada has not been installed to just walk over to Ben and say, hey, what do you like? You know what I mean? Uh, Najee Harris was not drafted where he was so that the offensive coordinator could walk over to Ben and say, would it be all right with you if we handed him the ball occasionally? Ben is still going to be and has to be enormously influential. Canada took a lot of uh, unwitting grief when he spoke at minicamp and said that, you know, this is still Ben's offense. This has to be Ben's offense. Well, he was saying all the right things. He's a new coordinator. Ben's going to be enshrined in Canton someday. You know, you got to know your place to an extent meaning from a respect standpoint. But Canada then can say, well, listen, we also all have jobs to do here. Mine is to conduct this offense. Mine is to design it. Mine is to have everyone properly prepared. And within that, it's to communicate with my quarterback and understand what would work best for him because, you know, he has the ball in his hand on every single snap. But Ben has no choice here. The playbook is now the new playbook. It's not a completely new thing, but there is some new terminology. There are some new plays. I'm not permitted to describe what I witnessed specifically at rookie minicamp OTAs or minicamp itself, but I can tell you that they're going to execute these new plays. They're not a figment of someone's imagination. They're not something that Canada is hoping to run. You're going to see them, and you will never have seen these plays before. And I can tell you from a couple of these plays that I watched, I've never seen them anywhere before. Quarterback has to be part of it. Will he go along with it? He's going to have his ups and downs, Eric. He's going to have his moods. He's going to have his times where he says, listen, man, the running game just isn't working here. Can I just put this up? I'm really feeling it. Like me and Deontay are totally on a wavelength here, and I just need to get the ball downfield. Well, that's if you're a good coordinator. You'll assess the situation in the same moment, and you'll say, yeah, Ben, that's a great idea, and go for it. But on the inside, you're actually thinking to yourself, that's what I wanted to do anyway, but I'm going to let him feel like he's running it. Yes, I do think Ben's going to go along with it. Yes, I also think there's going to be the occasional problem, particularly if things don't go well. Ben is a prideful individual, and Ben has also not ever been exactly shy about making it clear when he doesn't feel the playbook is going the way he wants it to. So there's going to be road bumps in this. There's going to be episodes of this show that are dedicated entirely to Roethlisberger versus Canada. Who will win? But ultimately, the quarterbacks got no choice. I appreciate the question, Eric. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. (laughs) 